I've been binging shows. Mm-hmm. I've been eating junk. <laughs> I've just yeah. Just keep. It's the end of the year. Just keep eating. Can't um, stop won't eating. Stop. Did we start? Is this us starting? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll cut this all out. <laughs> no. Cold open, just like that. Ghost hose. resolutions on this episode as oh, well fuck. okay we'll think we'll that'll be towards the end okay maybe no, i'll think of one or twelve <laughs> i have like 55 mm-hmm. maybe I'll, I'll look at my old resolutions and go ah yes i should try to do that <laughs> one again i have some high expectations for myself this year yes excellent so this is what? ghost hose hey welcome to ghost hose <laughs> i'm connie and i'm q it's a holiday theme it has to be okay. out it has to be out so let's do it let's all right fine let's chat so let's cut right. okay perfect yeah perfect don't cut anything just post it as it yeah. is it's fine yes this is raw unedited <laughs> this is what we do week after week right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. perfect sorry not sorry so how's that oh no wait did yeah. we start with yeah, we yeah, do. yeah. Has anything spooky happened to you? Well, I've gotten so many spooky presents. Ooh. John got me like a new portable recorder, a Ouija board, a Ooh. ghost box, an EMF reader. You got a fucking ghost box? Yeah. Yeah. Shut the so. front door. Fucking yeah. I mean it's Oh my god, I'm spirit, so jealous. Oh, a spirit box. A spirit box. Ooh, yeah. An EV yeah, an EVP recorder. That's what that one is. Yes, but I've got so much ghost stuff this year. It's so That's nice. awesome. I'm yes. glad that you got that because I get to benefit from it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Little did this he know is... it's also a gift for me. Thank you for enabling my spooky bullshit. <laughs> That'll be fun to play with. I can't wait. Yes. Well, very cool. Very cool. Well, has anything spooky happened to you? Yes. Um, Ooh, go on. Ju- fucking people upstairs. Anyway, I swear we're going to be recording one day and there's just going to be a child that falls behind me in the video. That <laughs> would be spooky. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so last night I woke up probably 3 a.m., uh-huh. which means I hadn't fallen asleep very late because I was late watching a show. I probably went to bed like 1.32 and I woke up at like 3 and it was weird. I was just kind of laying there for a minute. And it, it felt like something woke me up. But, like, I didn't feel that normal, like, heart race when something mm-hmm. wakes me up. Yeah. So I don't know what happened. But as I was trying to fall back asleep, I could hear, like, this scratching sound. Oh, I hate or it. Or, like, a, like a scratch. I don't even know. But it was, like, right by my head. And I'm like, either... My neighbor is home, who was never home, and, like, is sleeping where my wall is. Yeah. And is, like, scratching the wall, or it's a ghost, or there's mice in our walls. I don't know. Yeah. It's not 
impossible Mm -hmm. for any of the above to be happening but it really freaked me out yeah so of course i laid there for a very long time of course like waiting to hear it again and then finally it just stopped so then i was able to fall asleep so weird scrapey sounds Ooh, in my walls (laughs) (laughs) the ghosts are coming from inside the walls oh no oh no as long uh, as they stay in the walls, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, they're just haunting the inside of the walls, which is like a super weird decision, but whatever. Right? To each their own. You haunt where you want to haunt. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So, you got some spooky news for me? <gasps> I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news, cue. The star Beetlejuice which is a part of the constellation Orion, but not the belt part, has been dimming recently, leading some scientists to speculate that perhaps this is a signal that the star is about to go supernova. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. The life cycles of stars are immense and mysterious. Beetlejuice is definitely dying. It's currently a super red giant, um, but it could die, I don't know, within our lifetime or like within our son's lifetime so how soon is soon i don't know if this is a soon soon or a star soon soon right like our time soon yeah like soon is like maybe next yeah like is it gonna be next (laughs) month or like within ten thousand years who knows right shruggy emoji guy but when it does go supernova um it's expected to light up the earth's sky like a second sun for a few weeks which sounds neat yeah yeah that's cool yeah it is cool but who knows when that's gonna happen also but has it already happened because it's like i don't know 600 light years away or something like that oh right so So we're seeing it later yeah so technically maybe that happened so many so long and you know what space is so crazy i hate it (laughs) time travel shit happening Mm because so far Yes. It's so far. It is so far. So far. So far. So far. <laughs> um, and my other news we got today, uh, we've got another Mothman sighting. <gasps> is it in Chicago? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. From O'Hare International Airport. Um, this was reported on Tuesday, November 26, 2019. Um, I got this information from ufoclearinghouse.com. Uh, the sighting is reported as, quote, I was at the airport picking up a load at Nippon. I was already backed into a dock and was standing away from the truck smoking a cigarette when, while they loaded my truck. I was looking towards the runways in the direction of the tunnel, and, what, and that is when I noticed something that looked like a large bird standing outside the fence by the parking lot. It was not hard to miss because the two street, street lamps were nearby. It looked like a person with wings that were stretched out and flapping. It was walking away from the fence towards the open field and then began to flap its wings and disappeared. Oh, that's so cool. The Mothman. Never going away. Right? When is our tragedy going to (laughs) happen? I feel like something just... I don't think it was here, but I thought something happened with a flight recently. Hmm. Yeah, there was a plane crash in Louisiana. Oh. But did I wonder it originate? if it was a flight from Chicago. 
Mm. Oh, it was like a small plane. I mean, it's still a plane. Yeah. But, um, okay. We can look into that later. I was just curious. Okay. Okay. Well, cool story, boo. Well, do you have something to teach me in this last episode of the year? I do. I do. So, um, it's not what I would normally do. Uh-huh. Um, but my story takes place in Iceland. Okay. So, I have um, an Icelandic phrase to tell you okay and i'm going to butcher it and i'm so sorry iceland i just don't have your your mouths to say these (laughs) words Um, okay and i even wrote it in like cute in like cue writing to like Uh pronounce it how it's supposed to so okay gledelect nit r and that means... Uh-huh. Tell me. <laughs> I got Happy nothing. Happy New Year! Uh, okay. I should have said it more excitingly when I was saying it in yeah. Icelandic. Yeah. So, if you had, elect nitar. And if you had, like, a, a popper, <laughs> that oh, would have given have it away. Some. Yeah. <laughs> so, curse yes. you. Gladelect nitar. Okay. Everybody. Well, yeah, that. (laughs) I would love for you to start with your story. Oh, okay. Well, story. All right. Unless you don't want to. No, it's fine. So, um, so our topic, well, I thought our topic was like New Year superstitions. So it's whatever you want it to be. Okay. That's what this is. It's the end of the year. All right. So I'm going to start out by telling you some superstitions involving New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So you should stock your kitchen with food before New Year's Day so your year will be bountiful. If you start it without a bunch of food in your pantry, you're going to be hungry and needy all year. Debts. Apparently, you should pay off all your debts before the new year. So fuck everyone with student loans and car payments and mortgages, I guess. And I guess fuck everyone who put their Christmas shopping on credit cards. That's a big whoops. We've all cursed ourselves to be in debt forever, or at least for the next 12 months, and then the next 12 months, and then the next 12 months. Yep. Well, yeah, mistakes are made. So New Year's, you got to make noise at midnight because evil spirits and the devil hate loud noises. So you're like frightening them away. I didn't know the devil didn't like loud noise. I mean, I feel same. Like devil, me too. <laughs> I hate loud noises, so I guess I also I, hate them. Yeah, so basically we're we're a little evil because we hate loud noises. <laughs> uh, and uh, on you're supposed to kiss someone at midnight so you have affection all year. That's mm. why that thing happens. But New Year's Day superstitions, you should wear something new on the 1st of January, and that increases your likelihood of receiving more new garments during the year. Do not pay any debts or anything on New Year's Day, or you will be paying all year. So fucking, so you've got to pay everything before New Year's, and don't pay anything on New Year's, on New Year's Day. Money is stupid and weird. I hate money. Uh, do not cry on New Year's Day, or you'll be crying all year. Ugh. Uh, you should do some work. 
especially especially if you're off of work if if you're working it, this doesn't apply to you but if you are off of work you should do something related to your work and be successful at it and that will give you i don't know good work juju all year i don't know fucking know What's <laughs> <a> f- <laughs> like it's gonna give you it's everything you do on new year's is on new year's day is basically um, gonna happen all year. Uh, don't How wash like the rest of your year will go. Yes, um, but also so it's weird. So you're supposed to do a little bit of work and do a little bit, not too much, just a little bit. You're also not supposed to do any goddamn laundry or wash any dishes um, because you're washing away luck. Don't oh. throw anything away on New Year's Day. Oh, don't no. take out the garbage or the recycling or even shake out a rug. Don't do that. Keep no, all that shit. <laughs> no cleaning on New Year's Day. That's You're cleaning away your luck if you do that. Okay. Um, nothing goes out. Uh, that's part of the nothing goes out thing. So nothing goes out before something comes in. Like you're supposed to have someone bring you something or get delivered something. Or if you're like super MacGyvery, you can like stage some sort of thing outside and like yank it in with a string so you can't you can't break the threshold and reach out and grab something you something has to come into your house before um you go out of your house or anything else goes out of your house yes so it's like super involved so don't do that (laughs) don't fuck it up but we're all going to be out going out for new year's so technically does that I don't know how this is gonna work. I don't know. These are all old superstitions. Like, are you so not it's... allowed to leave that person's house until something comes in? <laughs> well, like I don't know. Like it's like, well, because it's your own house okay. that matters. But we're all going to someone else's house, right? So, um, does <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So, and like, if you have to like go give someone something on New Year's Day keep it outside of your house like put it in your car overnight so that you're not taking it out of your house you're not don't subtract anything from your house don't take anything from your house on new year's day if you got if you know you got to do something like that make sure it's outside of your house already okay there's things to plan and work around it's weird it's fucking weird new year's superstitions are kind of crazy guys um let's see what else is there uh don't break anything (laughs) Oh, God. <laughs> like, breaking stuff uh, is the worst thing you can ever do. Your whole year is going to be uh, a wreck. <laughs> Broken year. Mm-hmm. So some food you can eat to bring luck on New Year's Day. 12 grapes, one for each month of the year. Pork, apparently, because pigs root forward when they eat. And, like, chickens, they scratch backwards, and cows fucking... I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. All the other animals don't go forwards when they eat, I guess. So Okay. Uh, black-eyed peas are lucky. Lentils are lucky because they resemble coins. Uh, greens, such as collard greens, chard, cabbage, and kale, um, they all resemble money. So those Ooh. are all good luck foods to eat on New Year's Day. Get yourself some kale. God, kale's gross, though. (laughs) Not when it's cooked right. I like kale. Kale is always gross. (laughs) Kale always tastes like kale. Kale can sometimes be good if you put it in, like, soup 
I like it in soup. Kale is never good. Kale always tastes like kale. (laughs) (laughs) I disagree. Oh, well. All right. Cool. So when you messaged me about stories, I'm like, shit, stories. So I found a story. Last minute. (laughs) So this is a a story called The Old Belfry from FreakyFolkTales.com. Just for you. Yay. The old belfry stood apart from the church, an octagon-shaped building terminating in a squat, ungainly spire. It contained only two rooms. The room which occupied the whole ground floor was used as a lumber room. The room above was known as the rope room. The older generation of bell ringers had firmly believed the belfry to be haunted. No one had actually claimed to have seen the ghost, but when the subject was mentioned to one of them, he would look wise and shake his head with an expression that was meant to convey an idea that he knew something but would not tell. None of the bell ringers would have ventured alone into the building after dark. Not one of them had ventured down the winding stairs that had led to the vault below. Some of them may have been curious to know what it contained or whether it contained anything, but their superstition overcame their curiosity. The younger man who had supplanted the older generation of bell ringers laughed at the superstition of their predecessors. Still, not one of them displayed any curiosity to explore the recesses of the old building. They spent most of their time in the rope room and were apparently quite oblivious to the chamber underneath the building. The belfry was an eerie, dismal old place even in the daytime. To those who understood such things, it was an ideal place for a ghost's habitation. Their exterior presented age-stained, weather-scarred walls. The interior was a cheerless, barren, and uninviting. There were long, narrow stained glass windows on the ground floor and in the rope room, but the glass was covered with dust, and the sun rays that succeeded in filtering through the dust-covered figures of saints hardly dispersed the gloom of the place. One New Year's Eve at 11 o'clock, a merry party of young men, all more or less expert campanologists. I don't know what a campanologist is, but we're going with it. Were seated on benches around the walls of the rope room in the old belfry. They had taken part with the wild, unrestrained mob who paraded the city streets, making the night hideous with blasts from tin trumpets and shrieking whistles and indulging in rough horseplay. They had also imbibed pretty freely and were waiting to usher in the new year with merry peals from the bells. As they passed a wine bottle around, they sang a discordant dirge for the parting year and laughed uproariously at what they thought to be the quaint humor of it. Though young in years, these men were experienced ropers and their potations, potations? Fucking Christ. (laughs) How old is this story? Their potations seemed to have taken little effect on them. The ringing in the new year was a huge joke, and they passed many ribald jokes concerning it. One of that merry company, John Greaves, who was younger and less experienced than his companions, had mixed his drinks unwisely before coming to the belfry, and was consequently in a state of half-stupid, maudlin inebriarity. Oh my god, these fucking words. (laughs) He was drunk as shit. Unnoticed by the others, he he took a candle, left the rope room, and staggered down the winding stairs. When he reached the ground floor, he struck a match, lit his candle, and muttering incoherently to himself, sought the steps that led to the vault below. 
He muddled, his muddled brain had conceived the idea of doing what he never would have thought doing while sober, even in broad daylight. He had decided to explore the mysterious chamber. He stumbled down the stone steps and reached a small landing. Pushing open a heavy door, which creaked dismally on rusty hinges, he entered the vault. The place was empty. It was a square cell with a flagged floor. The walls were dry, but covered with a thick layer of dust and cobwebs. The floor appeared to have been swept recently. Although the night was mild, the place exuded a musty, earthy smell, seemed as cold as death. Greaves uttered a laugh, muttered something to himself, and was about to return to his companions when a sudden draft of ice-cold air extinguished his candle. Classic ghost move. He took a step forward, his toe caught something, and he stumbled and fell. After several vain attempts to rise and much incoherent fucking words, (laughs) (laughs) he snuggled into the dusty stone wall and fell asleep. Then he dreamed. He sat in the vault in inky darkness. Heavy footsteps sounded on the stone steps, and two monks in black habits and cowls entered the chamber. One of them carried a lantern and stood near the door. They did not appear to notice Greaves, and he cowered closer to the wall, out of the reach of the rays of the lantern. The monk advanced to the center of the floor, and pushing an iron bar through one of the large flags, lifted it and disclosed a square hole. Quaking with fear, John Greaves watched with fascinated eyes. The monks descended through the opening in the pavement. He could hear the scraping sound of their feet descending on on a ladder. He sat still for several moments, wondering what would happen next. He could hear the murmur of voices, but could not distinguish words. The voices ceased. Then came the thud of a pick, followed by the unmistakable sound of a shovel throwing up earth. Impelled by an irresistible curiosity which overcame his fear, he crawled to the opening and peered below. He saw one of the monks digging a hole in the soft ground in what appeared to be a cellar. The other, by the feeble light of the the lantern, examined so weirdly written. The other ghastly face of a corpse clad in a monk's habit. Fuck, the other... The other was dead. That's not a fucking complete sentence. I can't even... (laughs) The other monk was a corpse there we go i fixed it (laughs) fearing they might look up and see him john greaves crept back and cowered against the wall after a time the sound of the pick and shovel ceased again he heard more um the murmur of voices then came a dull thud as though some heavy body had fallen on soft earth like maybe they threw the corpse in the hole The man shivered. He knew the monks had thrown the corpse into the hole they had dug. Oh, that wasn't the corpse of the monk. It was just another corpse. Just another corpse. Just a random corpse. Just some corpse. Yeah, just a man. Just a random guy. Just a dead guy. For a few seconds, all was quiet again. The silence was broken by the sound of a voice clear and distant. Requiem auterinium dona eis, dona mene. It said, et lux perpetua lucet eis. Another responded, that was garbage Latin on my part. <laughs> Apologies. There's going to be a lot of uh, other languages in this episode. So. Mm, great. We're going to butcher so many languages across <laughs> the world. John Greaves realized the monks were reciting a burial service over the corpse, over their dead brother. He heard the pater nostor, 
and other prayers recited, and the thud of the earth and the scraping sound of the shovels as they filled the grave. Then he woke, turned over, and made an incoherent remark, and went to sleep again. The clang of the bells when the hour of midnight struck failed to wake him. Longer after they had ceased to ring, he woke again. He had a vague consciousness that something very cold and damp had brushed his face. He rubbed his eyes, stretched himself, some seconds passed before he realized where he was. But he had not the remotest idea how he came to be there. He fumbled in his pockets, found a match, lit it, and recovered his candle. The wick sputtered for a second and then burned brightly. His dream came back vividly to his mind. He examined the flags that composed the floor of the chamber, but could not find the trace of an iron ring in any of them. He was sober now and full of apprehension, but he could not withdraw his fascinated eyes from the floor. It was then a flag in the center of the room began to rise inch by inch with unfaltering and terrifying progress. Finally, it assumed the perpendicular and then fell back, making no sound and disclosed a square opening. A monk, clad in black, earth-stained habit and cowl, slowly emerged from the aperture. His parchment-like skin was drawn tight over the bones of his fleshless face. He carried a wooden crucifix in his hands, his eyes glowing strangely and sunk deep into the hollow orbits were fixed on the figure of the crucifix. His white lips drawn over the teeth moved, but no sound came from them. John Greaves knew he was praying. He went to the door and passed out. <laughs> this guy keeps passing out. <laughs> oh, no. I think the monk passed out the door. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like, it's just, Christ, he's asleep again? Yeah. <laughs> no. What the hell, John? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, the monk went to the door, passed out. John, fascinated, invol- involuntarily followed him. The monk went slowly up the winding stone stairs, passed across the room, on the ground floor and ascended the steps to the rope room. He went straight to the rope that hung from the tenor bell. He placed the crucifix carefully on, in his girdle, taking hold of the rope, pulled it. John Greaves, with bulging eyes and mouth agape, watched the sack of the rope glide through the hole in the wooden ceiling like a sinuous snake, but no sound follow. followed. The bell did not ring. After an interval of several seconds, the monk pulled the rope again. He was ringing a passing bell, ringing it for himself, but no sound came from the bell above. John Greaves did not wait to see any more. He ran down the stone steps, finding the door leading to the street ajar. He rushed out and slammed it after him. He never ran faster in his life, and he ran from the belfry to his home on that New Year's morning. He could never be induced to go near the place afterwards, not even in the daytime. A week later, a priest was surprised to receive an envelope retained containing two sovereigns and a note requesting him to say masses for the repose of the soul of an unknown monk. John Graves kept what he had seen a close secret until some years later when, near to the church, he passed a procession of monks, heads cowled and bowed, when he had straightened his neck to reveal a familiar face. That very same day, the belfry was destroyed by fire. Me study. New Year's ghost. Ooh. Cool story. All right. Thanks. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to make you think you had to like do anything extra because I, yeah. Look, I didn't know. I'm not very good at life. 
No, I was cool with whatever you had. You don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, it's funny because me and my friend Liz have been looking up, like, New Year's Eve stuff for, like, from, like, other countries. And one of them is to have good luck, have a tall, <gasps> The first man, footing. Yeah, I totally forgot about door. that. Oh, no. But the best part is... But if you have a red-headed woman walk through the door, you have bad luck. And I'm like, well, I don't think I'm allowed to leave your house because... If you're already in the house, it doesn't count. Like, if you're okay. in the house and then you leave and come back, it's not... doesn't count. Like, it's like the first fresh visitor of the new oh. year. That's who matters on the first footing. Okay. Yeah. Gonna ha- we're going to have but to also, find somebody to come But also, if house. you want to specifically give people bad luck, I would definitely recommend going to visit Just all of your visit enemies. People. Yeah, visit <laughs> all of your enemies on New Year's Day. What's up, bitches? Yeah, especially if you're a woman, especially if you're a redheaded woman. Yes. Go visit your enemies, because apparently that brings bad luck to everyone. That's hilarious. Yeah. I totally forgot. I had that in a different tab, and I just didn't put it in the notes, because... I'm bad at life. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So, as I've said before, I'm, um, so I didn't do a New Year's, I didn't do New Year's stuff, I did Christmas uh, Legends okay. in Iceland. Um, yes. So it's still the season, so I thought yes. it was fine. So, um, the first legend, I only have two, but they're pretty cool. So, oop. Everything is falling. Okay. Falling out. Woo! So the first legend is, and I'm going to fucking butcher it, uh, Yola Kat Turin. And that's the Iceland Yule Cat. <gasps> oh, a cat. I love it. <laughs> so I, it, um, I've been seeing like a bunch of posts on uh, Facebook about like the legend of the, the Iceland Yule Cat. Mm-hmm. And um, it really inspired me to do it on the podcast. Oh, so, obviously. Um, uh, so in Iceland, there's this giant. There's this legend of a giant cat that um, lurks through the snowy countryside during Christmas time, and it eats people who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. It's super weird. All right. <laughs> so, um, the, people believe he is to be the house pet of Grilla. I don't know if I'm saying her night, or maybe it's Gryla. I'm not sure. Um, and her sons. And she is known as, like, a bloodthirsty ogress mm. in the lands. Um, so, this cat is, like, giant, giant. Its claws are said to be the size of a cow, has eyes that glow like headlights, and needle-sharp whiskers. Um, so, the threat of the Yule Cat was brought on by farmers as an incentive for, peop- for their workers to finish making, uh, the, or like shearing the wool off of sheep uh, before Christmas. So those who participated would be rewarded with new clothes, and those who didn't would get nothing and be hunted by the cat. Um, So then there's other versions of the legend where the cat only eats your Christmas dinner 
if you don't have any new clothes. Okay. And then there's another one where it just eats lazy children. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a saying, I guess, that people say in Iceland, um, and it's translated, if you do not have the money or means of acquiring new items of clothing before the Festival of Lights, you will be eaten by a gigantic cat. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, fuck poor people. Yeah. <laughs> what the it's fuck? super weird, but uh, that's something that they believe in, I guess. Or they tell children. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, so, lazy children, that's just like a, yeah. like a Santa incentive, but a different Santa right. incentive. It's kind of like Krampus, but yes. different. But so I was, wasn't able to find anything, but I feel like I've read previous stories where they say people just kind of leave clothing then outside. Yeah. So that people can have new clothes for Christmas Eve. So they don't get eaten by the cat. <laughs> 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 so that is uh, Yola Katurin. Not sure I'm saying that right. Um, but then there's also the Yule Lads. Oh, the Yule Lads. So this, these are, they're known to be the sons of Gorilla and La, oh Jesus Christ, La Paludi. So it's a group of 13 pranksters who are known to steal and har- steal from and harass people. And they come out during the 13 nights before Christmas. Oh, and they're a bunch of assholes, aren't they? Yeah. Doesn't one of them eat lick spoons or something? I'm about to go through the list, but Perfect. yes. Perfect. Something like that. I knew there was a spoon licker. <laughs> when you said gorilla, I'm like, oh, this reminds me of a spoon licking boy. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, All right, perfect. I can't wait. Tell me so about them. So they're not always mischievous. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, so they'll, they will leave small gifts in shoes of children um, that are good. So children leave their shoes on the windowsills, and during the 13 nights, if they're good, they get gifts. And if the children are bad, they get potatoes. <laughs> I just think that's so funny for some reason. You just get like a potato in your shoe. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's that's a that's a good bad gift because like hey right? look you you got something. It's less valuable than coal for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd pre- prefer potato over coal. Oh yeah, because I can't do anything with coal. Right. I mean, I guess you could heat your house with it. Technically. How? How? If you have enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here are the 13 um, pranksters. So the first one is, and I'm going to tell you the Icelandic name and then the English translation, and then when they come and leave. All right. So um, first one is Stekjaros, oh, Jesus Christ, Stekjarostar. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So this is a sheep coat clod. Sheep coat, <laughs> sheep coat clawed. All right. And this prankster harasses sheep. What an um, asshole. Sheep didn't do anything wrong. But he's impaired because he has a stiff peg leg. Oh, no, uh, peg legs. There's two. Oh, he's got two peg There's legs. two peg legs. <laughs> uh, he arrives on December 12th and is said to leave on the 25th. Uh, then we have Gil- Giligor or Gullygok. 
who hides in gullies, uh, waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal milk. He arrives milk on this, right? I like milk. Don't steal it. Um, he comes on the 13th and leaves on December 26th. Then there's Stufer or Stubby. <laughs> Stubby has also no legs, much like the first right. brother. Also well, his, no arms. His peg-legged brother. Yeah, but um, he doesn't have any peg legs. He's just no, nothing just but nubs. Short fucking legs. <laughs> um, so he's abnormally short and steals pans to eat the crust left on them. It's kind of gross, Stubby. Yeah. Uh, he Nasty arrives Stubby. on December 14th. Jesus Christ, Iceland, what are your letters? I think that's a P, maybe, or a B, I'm not quite sure. Something Pivorislicker. Okay, this is the spoon licker. <laughs> Aha! <laughs> I knew there was a spoon licker. <laughs> you were correct. Um, so he steals and licks wooden spoons. He's extremely thin due to malnutrition, because he just fucking licks spoons. <laughs> and he arrives on December 15th. Um, then there's Potascuffle, or Pot Scraper, and he steals leftovers from pots on the 16th. Uh, Askoslick here. This is the Bowl Licker. There's a lot of liquors and yeah, like, yeah it's kind of gross. Like, finish your food, otherwise right? these... <laughs> Ogre so children are going to come finish are, like, your... coming in. Yeah, they're going to finish it for you. Uh, so Bowl Licker hides under beds, waiting for someone to put down their asker, which is a type of bowl with a lid used instead of dishes, which he then steals. And he does Why that Why are on... you putting your food bowls in your I bed? I don't know. That's kind of weird. Maybe eat in bed. Who knows? This is my bedtime snack bowl. <laughs> And it has a lid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't want a non-lidded bedtime snack bowl. Right? More likely to knock over. Maybe the lid's a little bit more secure. Then there's Huraskelir, the door slammer. Oh, that's rude. You can guess. Like slam, slam, slam door. doors. Slams the doors. <laughs> uh, especially at night and waking people up. Yeah. And that's on the 18th. Then there's Skigamur, or Skyer Gobbler, a Yule Lad with a great affinity for Skier, which I did try. It's similar to yogurt. Okay. I just thought it was yogurt. I'm not sure if it isn't yogurt. I'm pretty sure it's like the same shit. It, it's probably fucking yogurt. It's just yogurt. <laughs> it's just it yogurt. tasted like yogurt. Look, if it tasted like yogurt. <laughs> it was yogurt. It's fucking yogurt. <laughs> then there's Bugat. Fuck. Bugna Kirakir? Uh-huh. The sausage swiper. <gasps> no, not the sausage. He got whole sausages. He's not whole just like eating sausages. leftovers like the... Oh. So not I'm, just I'm, nibbling leftovers from tins and pies. And, I'm pretty and, sure he's a bit, bit larger than spoon liquor. Yeah, <laughs> like if he's getting whole sausages, he's right? actually getting some calories. Uh, so he hides in the rafters oh, and snatches sausages that are being smoked. Oh, 
He doesn't Mid even let smoke him finish sausages. smoking. Nope. He's like, no, I want half raw sausages. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> um, so that's on the 20th. Then there's, Jesus. Glugger. <laughs> there's a whole lot of G's in here. Uh, it sounds Glug- like Drinky Drinkerson. Glugger. Glugger. <laughs> All right, so perfect. you would think it would have to do with some sort of beverage. Yeah, glug, glug, no. glug, glug, glug. No. This one's a creep. This one's window Uh-oh. peeper. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Boo. A Boo, glug, glug, gear. <laughs> a snoop who looks through windows in search of things to steal. <sighs> so that's December 21st. Well, at least he's just looking for things to steal and not like trying right. to see people naked. Exactly. I'm sure he still does. Yeah, just like oh, incidental nakedness, but like oh, <laughs> not looking at you. I'm looking it's at your like stuff. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm, I'm not getting a boner from this. I'm just looking right. for your your possessions that I could have for my possession. That's what gives him the boner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that TV. Wee. Um, on the twenty second, we've got got a got a buffer. Uh-huh. Got a, got a buffer? I don't know. We gotta get a buffer. <laughs> this one's super weird. Doorway sniffer? Why does he sniff doorways? I don't know. This is what uh, he does? He just smells the doorways? Yeah, he has an abnormally large nose uh-huh. and an accurate sense of smell, which he uses to locate leaf bread or loofah broad. Okay. Um... Then there's on the twenty third, Ketkrakur or meat hook. Oh God, <laughs> that's terrifying to me. Yeah, he walks around with a fucking hook to steal meat. Oh God. And then on the eve of Christmas, we've got Curtis Snecker. <laughs> Curtis Snecker. I just want to tell Iceland I'm really sorry. Fucking up this language so hard. Uh, so this is candle stealer, oh, no, and he rude. follows children in order to steal their candles, uh, which were once made of tallow and thus edible. So he just wanted <sighs> to eat their candles. Yeah, like oh, you have that source of light. I'm gonna eat it. Mm-hmm. What a weirdo. And that, my friend... What a merry band of weirdos. And that there are the Yule Lads. Oh, Yule Lads. So, that's my story. Yeah. Be good so you don't get visited by the fucking Yule Lads. So, technically... Because most of these guys don't leave. So, they arrive early, but they don't leave for 13 days. So, that's why Sheep Coat Claude... He comes on the 12th, but he leaves on the 25th. So, like, fucking candle sealer doesn't leave till January 6th. Oh, my God. So that asshole's still running around Iceland right now. Yeah. Fucking shit up. Hide, yeah. your, hide your candles. Yeah. In Iceland. <laughs> yeah. Look, Iceland, you in danger, girl. <laughs> so, yeah, hold on. Let's see. All so your tomorrow, edible candles. Yeah, hide your candles, your fucking yogurt. Your meats, your sauce, smoked sausages, uh, basically it's all your possessions. Hide them. Yes. Because there's or still window some, people who or, likes or to hey, steal shit. 
may I recommend some blinds or some grapes? <laughs> if he can't peep, he can't steal. That's so true. I just got some gray curtains that cover my entire window and no one could see in. Perfect. It's perfect. Exactly. Fuck you, window peeper. Yeah. So, yeah. Glug glug burr Whoever his, whoever <laughs> you were. Glug glug gear. All right, cool. Well, that's fucking cool. That was, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I'm so glad I found that list. Those spicy Yule ads. All right, cool story, Pooh. Uh, we got recommendations for today. I got one. Cool. Play it on. I am watching season two of the show You oh, on God. Netflix. Why? I know. I'm disgusting. It's fine. I love it though. It's such also trash, put curtains on your fucking windows, right? <laughs> oh my god! It's that guy is just window peeper. That's who he yeah, is. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's gluggishier. He is gluggier. Yeah, yeah. But I really like this show. I think it's just really like interesting, and um, like a dark comedy almost. Oh, comedy. It's like, okay. I find it more funny than anything. I don't know. Okay. But I'm also a very strange individual. So. Yeah. There's some really not okay stuff, but. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's meant to be shown as, wow, this is how, like, we make this shit seem okay. You know what I mean? Like, but it's mm-hmm. really, really not okay. Mm hmm. So I feel like it points that out more than anything. All right. Well, neat. <laughs> what about you? What you got? Uh, I recommend you guys should donate to Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia I just did the other day. It's a great nonprofit source of information. If you're listening to this, you're probably, I don't know, you're probably a curious person. Maybe you've perused some Wikipedia articles. And give them a couple dollars because... It's nice that they're free and that they have so much goddamn information. Oh my god. I love it. So, All the people that use Wikipedia donated $5, they'd be good. Yes. So. But not everyone will, but if no, it's people okay. do, yeah. It happens. All right, cool. Yeah, so that's our episode for today. Oh, wait. Do we want to mm-hmm. do resolutions? Oh, shit, bitch. (laughs) I want to talk about ghosts more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to hunt ghosts more. (laughs) Yes, let's do that. We haven't done that that, in a really long time. Yeah, it's been years. Look, I'm not good at life or scheduling or leaving the house. I'm such a troll. Okay, I'm a... Like a hoarder and a hermit. You are always busy. That's a lie. I know, but I get... You always (laughs) always have things to do. I'm like... What was the term I wanted to use? I'm a social hermit? Is that... Like, does that make sense? Like, I love staying in and I love not talking to people for days. But you don't do it. (laughs) I try to sometimes. I don't know when this is getting posted. But it's been a fabulous year with you. Uh Uh-huh. We're so glad to be back. I know it's been a while since we've been back, but it still feels fresh to me. 
<laughs> I'm glad we're we're on it. We're in it. You're in to it. To win it. Thank you for joining us week after week. We're winning the prize of ghosts yes. and friends. <laughs> ghost friends. Oh, so mm. if you have your own ghost stories, send it to theghosthose at gmail.com. We like, have that's Facebook, how we this. Twitter, Instagram. Just find us on the Google. I don't know. Search the ghost hose. We're always the ghost hose. Don't but be like, weird. If but follow us me, on yeah. the internet, but not in real life. Don't right. follow us around. That'd be weird. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't be a weird person. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, bye. Bye. We're wait, tired. Shit. Oh, no. Wait. Oh, do this. Happy New Year. Bye. Happy New Year's. <laughs> wait. Bye, booze. Okay, I know. <laughs> so Why are we doing this? We're bad. <laughs> How do we end this? Oh, God, I'm so <gasps> Oh, wow. Okay. One, two, three. One, two, three. Bye. Was that our count? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like, wait, you went too fast. One, two, three. Bye. One, uh, two, three. Bye, bye, booze. Oh my god, we're disasters. I shouldn't count. One, two, three, bye. One, two, three, four, five. Whoa. Now I'm just bye. counting. That doesn't even yeah. make sense. One, two, three, what four, five. What I just five. did. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Heads cowled and bowed, bowed, bleh. Heads cowled and bowed, bowed, fucking cowled and bowed. That's not. <laughs> so hard. That's a hard combo. Glick, 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 God, we're the worst. So, yeah. <laughs> what if that was just a podcast the whole time? <sighs> it's just, just like us breathing very heavily. <laughs> Funny oh, enough, man. there Ooh, might actually be an audience for that. Oh, yeah, just heavy breather pod.